2: And we're back with Tom Bernard Show without Tom Bernard and the family.
3: <laughs> no Tom Bernard, no family. Well, you got Andy, your family. I am. I'm. I'm the only member of the family <laughs> who showed up today.
2: Well, we knew they weren't going to be here.
3: No, we. Yeah, we did.
2: They're they're visiting, having a meeting with Mickey Mouse.
3: Yep, they certainly are. Over in uh, coronavirus land. I bet it's pretty quiet. I, I actually am curious to see how, because you know. Maybe we will go to Disney World this year. It might be the time to go. <laughs> Just go during a pandemic. There you yeah. go.
2: No lines. I know I saw some some video of somebody in Italy the day for yesterday and there was nobody.
3: Oh yeah. They were in, you Vata- can fly they were in Vatican
2: f- Square and there was like nobody there.
3: You can fly from Australia to Japan direct for 400 bucks right now. Really? No one is going to Japan. They're all terrified of Asia. So
2: I like Japan a lot.
3: I want to go one day. It's so Japan's pretty far, awesome. Though. No, it's not. It ain't bad. Well, I think Florida Go to, a, a, far go trip, to so. a travel doctor
2: and tell me you're not good flying, oh. and they'll give you a couple of pills. Yeah, they
3: will. You get on that plane, have a meal, take those pills. You wake up, you're there. That's true. Just knock out. I, If I'm in a seat, I'm not sleeping. You
2: will if you take these pills. <laughs>
3: well, I guess if you can't fight it, then yeah. I wake up with my neck half off, but other than
2: that. I don't know what they gave me last time. Well, to Japan, but I Nancy won't take anything. She's a freak about pills. She won't take anything. If it's a
3: sleeping pill? I won't take it. I'm she won't take any kind of, of pills. pills.
2: They're not sleeping pills. They're they're uh
3: like trazodone or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, I think they maybe even were uh, some kind of a colonop uh diazepam.
3: Oh yeah. So I uh
2: I got on the plane and she won't take anything. And I have I actually have a travel doctor who she checks where you're going and see if you need any shots or what you need and so she gives me these I said I know it's probably longest I've ever flown
3: yeah and as um, long as most people will I said
2: I said you know I've had claustrophobic Mm -hmm. panic attacks before and I don't want to do that so she goes no I'll give you a prescription two pills for the flight there two pills for flight back and uh Of course, she said, don't drink on them. But of course, I had two drinks before (laughs) I got on the plane. Mm. No, but I know. that I know it would be better. So uh, I took those two pills after I had the meal. I lasted till (laughs) the meal, the first meal. And then I literally was out the whole flight. Woke up, we were there. And I'm like, let's go out and party. And it's like, what are you, crazy? I got to go to bed.
3: Yeah. Well, (laughs) there is that,
0: the jet lag. We'll take a break. I'll call our guest and we'll be right back. Cause you know it don't matter anyway. you I
2: got a hot mic today. Yeah. Feedback City.
3: How about? That's better. Cause cause there we go. That's good.
2: Anyway.
3: You fixed it. All right. We have Cindy Landine on the phone from the Rock Gods Hall of Fame. How you doing, Cindy? Good. How are you? Good.
2: I, I guess I hear you're in your car. I I totally apologize,
1: but I am in my car. Oh, you good.
3: actually sound pretty good. Yeah, so. you sound better than most guests. Yeah, for real. <laughs> a lot of That's guests, it's like
1: I have a loud voice.
3: Ah, uh, that does help. A lot of guests so. are wondering. It's like, is the phone in the other room? Are you swimming right now? What's going on?
2: We, we've we've heard it all on this show. Yeah, we sure have. <laughs> sure. So tell tell us about the Rock Gods Hall of Fame.
1: So Rock On Hall of Fame was founded uh, by myself uh, and another couple people that have helped with it nine years ago in 2000, or well, I guess it's like more than nine years now, 2009. And uh, I started it because I met a lot of musicians that played with the biggest bands in in the world, you know, rock and roll bands, which is a genre that I really love. And um, I I realized that they didn't really get the uh, attention, accolades, acknowledgement like the front guys necessarily got. And so uh, we decided to form an online hall of fame and then have uh, annual award shows where we give the inductees that are chosen uh, an award uh, for their contribution to rock and roll. Um, and the, they're picked by former inductees. So it's, it's a, a very organic uh, organization that really uh, gets their members from uh, other musicians or contributors to classic rock uh, that are their peers, so to speak. So it's not a something that you can buy or... Call me up and say, "Hey, I want to be in the Rock Hudson Hall of Fame." It's really chosen by people that have been in the industry, most of them for well over twenty-five years.
2: Well, that's great that you're giving the unrecognized guys the the, the acknowledgement because a lot of guys have been in there, and, and girls have been in there for life, and no one knows, no one knows who they are. So,
1: yeah, and it's it's really amazing. The stories are. Um, are you know, all over the map, but really a lot of these guys just are still out there doing the same thing, you know, just uh, continuing to play music, or th- some of them are studio musicians, uh, things like that. So if you go to our website, which is Gods with a Z, halloffame.com, you can see uh, people that we've inducted and see some of their stories, and it, it's, it's, just, it's really a rewarding, uh, I'm not a musician, I don't even sing in the shower, but, uh, you know, it's a very rewarding uh, thing yeah, I,
2: to do. I, I, I actually went on the website and looked. I actually am friends with most of those people. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and, that's uh, awesome. Now, is this is – this, I noticed a lot of Minnesota people there. Is this local or is it national?
1: So this is a national organization. I'm from Minnesota, and uh, actually uh, – have, uh, you know when Prince passed away, uh, I have somewhat of a connection uh with uh Prince in his early years before he ex he before he became famous uh with some of the members of his group and uh when Prince passed away, I thought it would be really cool to acknowledge some of those people that uh you know were a part of uh prince revolution and and actually the time. Uh, so, the, the people that you see uh, highlighted in the poster on our website now are the people that we are giving an award to at a show at Grand Casino in Hinkley on April 10th. But traditionally, our, um, our uh, award shows and concerts take place in los angeles because a lot of the guys live there as you probably know they all they most of them live in in that area but we are starting to do what we call rock gods does main street where we're going out to other communities and trying to uh, reach out to some of the people that live in those communities and uh and uh, give them awards and that just really comes from our our inductees that have suggested that we do that yeah because
2: people, uh, people are actually spreading all over the country now because la is like very expensive to live and things aren't going there the way people want them to go so i know like a lot of i know everybody that was in the revolution bobby z Matt, i think they're all minnesotans they all live here uh bobby and vicky are close friends of mine and they're the nicest people in the world he, all those guys are really nice. Even the, I don't know if you have you inducted anybody from the Peterson family. Yeah. So Paul
1: Peterson is one of our inductees.
2: Yep. So uh, his, his brother is actually plays with Fleetwood Mac. Um, I don't know if you knew that. The whole Peterson family. The whole Peterson family is the, one of the most incredible musical families ever from Minnesota. Yeah. The, Paul's brother plays for Fleetwood Mac right now. He's on the road with Fleetwood Mac. Um, that that's no a, I. I
1: I did not know that. Oh, I'll yeah, have the, to make note his,
2: of that. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm having a blank on his first name. But he's probably the, the, not the most talented Peterson. I think their mother was probably the most talented Peterson. And then uh, Patty Peterson is an amazing singer. But, yeah, that's a very talented family. That whole family, actually, I think Patty just got inducted into a Hall of Fame somewhere. But I think that whole family should be in the Hall of Fame because Paul's an amazing guy and the nicest guy in the world.
1: Yeah, they're all super nice, and you know, uh, I went to see Paul with Sinbad and uh, Jellybean Johnson yeah. and, and uh, at the Dakota about a week or so ago, and uh, they were all so super nice. And you know, of course, I mean, because we've been mostly focused in the L.A. area, uh, you know, nobody really knew who Rock God's Hall of Fame was. We We don't really do a lot of advertising, and like I said, it's mostly amongst the musicians. Which really makes the organization different. Uh, a lot of these award shows, uh, they they don't they don't really start from the musician side of it, and uh, it's great because they know who really deserves to be acknowledged. I would have no idea. Uh, they they do. Know. They
2: do know, but there's also a lot of ego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes they yeah. don't want to give credit to where credits due.
1: And that's why, because the guys that we have are, you know, the one thing that we kind of, like, focus on is if you're going to be a jerk, you aren't going to fit in with what we do. And they really, you know, we have had very little of that. So we've been really grateful for that because, really, uh, you know, ego didn't make them famous. Um, and it, it didn't it doesn't make them popular with their peers.
2: No and everybody everybody's getting up in age now, so everybody's kind of becoming mellowed out and but they're, the, the Petersons and like Paul and all, they've been nice their whole lives. They've never had an ego and people like Bobby Z and everybody from Prince's Band they, they've always been nice people.
1: Yeah, it's it's really great. We're we're really excited about doing this. I I, I can't wait to have the show. It's going to be a a great production, and we also have some pretty famous guys coming into play. We've got Greg Bissonette, who's you know played with pretty much everybody. Um, uh, Ringo Starr is a he plays with, and I mean he he's a very well known drummer in the industry, and. We have uh, Freddie Salem, who's from a group called The Outlaws. I don't know if you remember who they are. Of course. Uh, who knows? We have Gary
2: <laughs> Everyone, knows the that? Out... Everyone knows The Outlaws.
1: Yeah, The Outlaws were like the front band for The Stones when they went on tour uh, in the United States. And then there's uh, Freddie, or I told you Freddie, uh, Gary Hoey uh, from Ho Ho Hoey. Uh, he. He's not real well known in the uh, in the city here. I don't think you probably have a better idea of that than I do. Um, yeah, we have some great guys coming in to play for the show, so it's going to be really fun. No,
2: you said Paul Peterson's getting inducted this one.
1: Paul Peterson, yeah. Everybody on that poster on the main page of our website uh, is getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. Carrie Lewis and Jimmy Jam, uh, Sheila E's being inducted. Uh, You know, so, I mean, it's uh, Des Des Dickerson, who's an awesome person. He's being inducted. It's going to be a really nice show. That's awesome. And they all play. They all, you know, part of the deal is that when they're inducted, we ask them all to get up and play. You know, we have a bass band of of rock stars, and then they get up and play uh, the song that they you know were, you know famous for, or you know that that they played on, uh, you know a Prince song that they played on. And so how? That, you
2: know, how can the general so they, how can the general public go? Can general public go to this?
1: Yeah, no, the general public is uh, it's a it's an open concert. Okay, so how do we people have, how do
2: people find it? The information about it.
1: They can go to uh, Rock Gods Hall of Fame, or Rock Gods with a Z Hall of Fame. Or they can go to the Grand Casino website and um, and it's all on there. Or they can go to Ticketmaster, awesome. and it's uh yeah. So all the tickets are sold through Ticketmaster. We have limited table seats and uh, sponsorship seats where they get to do the meet and greet. They get all kinds of stuff with that. So they can see all that information online.
2: That's awesome, and I'm, I'm, it's nice to hear somebody recognizing the people that actually play the music because they really get left behind. I was in the music business and drummers and bass players On they kind of just, yeah. you don't get the, the acknowledgement that you should get.
1: No, and you know, when you hear the stories, like the one that touched me the most was when we we interviewed Stephen Adler from Guns N' Roses. I,
2: I, Stephen Adler played my birthday party here in Minneapolis.
1: Oh, you're kidding no, me. And I, he's, Oh, you're kidding me!
2: Stephen's one of the nicest people in the world.
1: He is, and to hear his story, I mean, it was really, um, it, it really, and that was in the the early part of the of the organization, and it really touched me. I, I I was like, you know, and the thing is too, when they come and they get this award, you know, especially when I first started this years ago, because I'm a nobody, you know, I, I don't. You know, they would cry when we'd give them the award, and and that's when I really thought, you know, this is really something that needs to be done. And uh, you know, so it's been a really, really rewarding experience for me more than even them. Stephen's very so,
2: Steven's very special. He's a, a beautiful person. He he's I know Stephen very well, and I, I have to say he's one of the nicest people in the world.
1: I, I have to agree. Just a, a really nice and it person.
2: breaks my heart that his story is the, what it is because he deserves a lot more
1: yeah and it should it shouldn't be that way you know the the really the goal is to get some of the the bigger guys the guys that did get all the acknowledgement and that everybody knows their name you know what i mean yep. to really come and give the awards to these guys that's what i'd really like to get the organization to because i think it would mean a lot if, if that happened well we uh
2: we, we we appreciate what you do, and we'll put it, uh, the link up on our, on our website and get people to mm-hmm. come out. It was great having you okay. on. Great.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. All right. All
2: right. Bye-bye. That was good. That's a good thing for her to do. Yeah. You know, it's nice to recognize people yeah. that aren't recognized.
3: Yeah, that's what I was saying before the show is it looks like, you know, How many Hall of Fames does, you know, Prince or Michael Jackson need to be in? They already know. Right, everybody knows They knew that they were, you know, they made it. Sure. Whereas, yeah, if you're, you know, if you're the drummer for Aerosmith, you know. That's um, still. He that's a pretty important. <laughs> that's a pretty important position to be in. But uh, yeah. most people, but they like, think Aerosmith. They think Steven but Tyler. You so. can, right,
2: but you can pick. And that no, the mega bands is different. But the it's, average band, but nobody yeah. can name the drummer or bass player. No. That's true. Very few people. Yeah. Unless you're somebody like Doug Smenthal who's really into certain
3: bands. That's true. But like, yeah. I
2: couldn't name the drummer for most bands. Yeah. Like big, like even now. And they change.
3: Well, we're talking about celebrity culture earlier. It's kind of, you know, a lot of bands are their celebrity culture. The front man is the face of the band and everyone else is just there to make the front man sound good.
2: Yeah. There's very few bands like, like Slash is his own entity. Yep. You know, so he, no matter what he's in, he's still Slash, and he's smart to do that. Sting.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There's certain kind of people
2: that have their own thing. Yep. They don't always be their own entity, yep. and, and there are very few of them. Keith Richards is one of them. Slash Although is one of them. I
3: am noticing. I mean, I'm not exactly in the music scene, really, but even I'm noticing a lot fewer bands nowadays. Oh, it's
2: gone. It's just gone. everyone is
3: solo now. Trust
2: me, it's over, man. It's interesting because
3: well, I mean, because you don't need a drummer because you download a drum sample and you loop that. It's over. You download a bass sample. And it's done.
2: It's done. In our lifetime, it's over. Bands are going wayside. It's too much production. It's too much work. It is. Too much gear to move.
3: But on the other hand... It costs too much money. You know, you start listening. You would listen to a handful of songs and you're like, wow, the bass line is literally the exact same in three of these songs. Because they just, they download sample packs. They don't record their own... You know, they don't record the melody. They don't record the bass. They don't record the drums. They just record singing, and then they use, like, public domain. But that's where it's going. Yeah.
2: It all it, that, sounds the exact same, that's though.
3: where it already is, I think. It's, it's where it's been for, yeah, at least yeah. 10 years, I would say.
2: And and I hate to say it, but how much time we have?
3: <clears throat> uh, negative 10 seconds. Okay. <laughs> no, we can I'll keep say going. I'll see, no, I'll say it when we come back. Yeah, we can keep going in the I'll next segment after, here. I'll say it after the break. All right. We'll be right back.
0: what's the answer michael the x app brought to you by your local community bank it's safe secure and simple to use the x-check app simply add a new contact by entering their name phone number and email into the app enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer to accept the payment the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. X-Check, safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic.
3: LASIK results may vary.
2: Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. And we're back. Tom Bernard Show without Tom Bernard. I'm Mellie Nick and we got Andy.
3: <laughs> that's it, that's all you're no, getting. And we have
2: no more guests, we have but anyway, no more we were guests. talking about the music scene. How bands it's hard to go see a live local band anymore, it's unless it's a concert. It's, yep, most venues are getting rid of live bands. Mm-hmm. And you know, for somebody my age, I'm 55, and I was in the music scene most of my adult life. And I tell you, I and I'll say this, and I know a lot of people won't want to hear it, but when Hair metal and regular rock bands got shut out for grunge was the beginning of the end.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It was. It was the beginning of the end. It started to deteriorate then. then where's the grunge bands today? That's it, true. It, hey, there's no exist. legendary
3: grunge. There's like two. Nirvana. Yeah. Nirvana is the, the only Sound one. Soundgarden. Yeah. There
2: you go. <laughs> ah, there's a couple other ones. Stone Temple Pilots. There's <coughs> just only like a handful. But, and I actually like Stone Temple Pilots. But, uh, yeah, it that, that was the beginning of the end. Hmm. It was it was bands that wanted to get paid to play. Then grunge band said, well, give us this 12-pack and a couple Big Macs. Yeah. And then it went down and now that nobody gets paid. Mm-hmm. You only get paid to play. You don't get paid to record. So it was the beginning of the end. So now that you got what you wanted, the industry kind of turned its own light switch out. I don't I know how, how they make money.
3: <clears throat> well, I mean— a lot of them make money just because of the low production cost of, it's like, you know, think of something like Taylor Swift when she was beginning to get Well, big. that's,
2: that's a, that the pop scene's a different scene. Yeah. I'm talking about rock and roll scene. Rock and roll's dead. Rock and roll doesn't make any money at all, no. It's dead. No. And you know, it's so sad. There's a ton of great independent rock bands. They're great. Yeah, but They're, no they, one cares. There's, there's new Led Zeppelin's out there, but no one cares. <clears throat> and no one will play their music. Yeah and and the, all these this just like KQ everyone just plays the classics. Yep. Nobody has a new music segment. No. Why won't they dedicate 2 hours a day to new music? It's a good question. Why don't why won't they? They won't do it.
3: Well, I mean we, we might see that changing soon. Just cause...
2: play 2 hours of new music,
3: <laughs> man. A lot of the classic rock stations recently got shook up just cuz they were, you know, they weren't doing well. So there's there's a lot of change of management, there's a lot of change of talent. We might see something like that start because they're gonna realize that they've been playing the same music for 30, well, I'll 40 tell you years. What, other
2: countries play it. Yep. You go to Italy, you're hearing new rock music. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
3: Well I mean it makes I mean if you're gonna be playing the same thing for thirty years, you know You're gonna lose the audience. The obviously. audience they're I mean They're even, gonna die off. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> even if they're like a captive audience, they don't live forever. So no, they're gonna die you know, off. What are you gonna do once everybody who grew up on seventies rock is dead? Right. What are you just gonna keep playing for playing it for and no that's one? It's not
2: that far away.
3: No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be people who were born in, like, you know, 1950, 1960. You would you think
2: know. they could start slow with just a new music segment.
3: Yeah, just play new music for an hour a day. It. And
2: you you know what? You could play new music from old artists. Every band that they play That's true. has a new song out. That's true. But they won't play it. Yeah, They refuse to play it. Yeah. Heck, I think it it took Bon Jovi with his last single like a year to get any radio station to play it.
3: It is interesting how yeah a band like Metallica can come out with something and no one cares. Nope, we're in that time. Yeah, it's like the, the, all they care about is what they grew up with. That's all that matters. Yeah. Which is sad, but you know.
2: But that's where that's the music a lot business. Of are. That's where the music business is. Yeah. I tried to look at like go back to the things that you grew up with. I try because I have Roku, and they have a lot of the old shows on there. Mm-hmm. But some of those shows don't hold the test of time. No, a lot of them are just
3: not. Yeah, Can't watch them. Oh, I've been I've been recently, you know, similar kind of uh, you know, zeitgeist. There, I've been going back and playing like old video games, like Super Nintendo games from like the 90s. So many of them. I remember them coming out and they were like this groundbreaking thing. It, no, they're it revolutionized the entire <laughs> video game industry and it was like, God, the story, the graphics. And now you go back and play them and they're just not They're, they're not good at all. At all. And a lot of things are like that. Music is a lot like that. Some TV music goes at like this time, that. but T V shows really didn't. Well, there's still some Super Nintendo games that could be good if they came out today, but yeah, like anything else. Something that old, 90% of it is just, it's obsolete. Yeah. Because a lot of, especially when things that it's like, it's the first thing to do this.
2: Well, tech stuff, yeah, it's, it's it goes, date it quick.
3: It's like, well, I mean, the music industry, you know, the technology's been improving, and there was always the first band to like do, you know, it's like the first band to do like crossfading between tracks or whatever. Right. And when that came out, everyone was so into it, but now it's so passe, that you go back and listen to the first time someone did it, and you're like, this well, is... I
2: remember when Van Halen first came out. It was like the first guitar band, like real. Yeah, like,
3: exactly. Like modern-day guitar playing.
2: You know, it wasn't Zeppelin. It was like, holy crap, what's that guy doing? Yeah. How's he doing it? Mm-hmm. And I think the first real double bass drummer that really focused on double bass
3: beats. Yeah.
2: And people were like, what the hell is this? And now it's nothing.
3: Novelty. <laughs> yeah, novelty doesn't last. No. Nope. You got to have quality, not Even Van just Halen,
2: Van Halen was was.
3: Well, is Van great Halen's band. still. Yeah, yeah it's a great band. They're not. Yeah, but They're, it's all over now. It's all over for everyone. It's done. That's true. Kids, I kids I think it's cyclical. Cyclical, though. I mean, it'll come back eventually. And this new music, I don't know if you
2: guys. I went to a couple <clears throat> of bars and they play this this hip hop that's like a floaty mind brainwashing type music that. It's almost like if you were a heroin addict, it'd be perfect. Well, that's what it's literally is for. Is that what is, it's for? Yeah. Dude, I can't take A lot that, of man. music
3: scenes like that, especially like, you know, underground coming from a big city like Chicago or whatever, it's based on what drugs the people are doing at the time. Oh, it is. It's totally If you think music about it, like, man. well, think about 60s music. How much of that is for people who are high? Yeah. Oh, well, It's all, like, all yeah, of it 90% Pink Floyd, of the music.
2: All the Pink Floyd yeah, stuff. All Pink that Floyd stuff. was
3: literally designed to be listened to on acid. Yeah, exactly. On psychedelics. Yeah. So, you know, the music today you get this really it's, slow yeah, plodding, yes. methodical No, oh, it's
2: methodical blotting. It, it's brainwashing. Exactly. It's and like,
3: it's for people who are so high that
2: it puts you in a trance. Yeah. Exactly. What Do they they think do they call it trance music?
3: I haven't heard someone call it trance and forever.
2: I, but they do. They did call it that, right? Yes.
3: Okay. There was like an early-ish form of EDM. But yeah, trance. EDM is the most recent form I know because trance, techno, electronica, all basically the same thing. Yeah, it's kind And now they call it electronic dance music. Which... I
2: heard some dark stuff, though. It's dark, like real dark, yeah. gloomy heroin and out music mm. and that's what a lot of these clubs are playing it all just keeps rolling
3: never stops yeah like there's no song it just keeps going i know you can't tell when one song ends and the next begins no yeah. and
2: then the voice the, the vocals are yeah. all real i don't know it's a weird kind of music but it's pretty popular
3: well i'm sure you're you know the, the 90s when like purple drank and lean and that kind of stuff were big and that's all you heard back then was that kind of thing because yep. people would drink a bunch of codeine and then they would just lay on the couch and listen to 40, <laughs> 40 BPM music. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I can't do it. Well, so much of it is designed to be listened to by the very young, like, you know, 14 to 20. Oh, that's uh, – I
2: just when I was just at the Real Screen Television Summit and it's every network there and they're telling – it's it's. Uh, you can meet with every executive and they all said the same thing they are looking for to bait their base is 12 to yep, 16 year olds exactly and diversity well, which means yeah. black people yep. and that's all they care about yep. right now they don't care about anything else because they're the people watching tv yep it's so always been that they, way they do this market research who's listening to music mm-hmm. this is what we're gonna do yeah so if you can get ahead of that and figure out what the next thing's big thing's gonna be.
3: Well, that's always the million dollar billion dollar question, isn't it? What's yeah. the next niche gonna be? But you never really know.
2: I think it's going more and more over the top uh Bad, like bad stuff, negative. Oh, definitely, yeah. But over the top. Mm-hmm. Even if you look at the top TV shows right now yep. on cable. Everything's negative. It's it's gross stuff. Like my feet are killing me, Doctor Pimple Pop. Oh Popper, yeah, that's shock,
3: uh, shock, shock and gross it, out. Shock
2: and gross out. Yep. It's big on TV right that now. That
3: was like the late '80s, early '90s, and, and like right, uh, if, Tom Green. But it's right, whole, now,
2: it's right now. Yeah, and that. Well, it's, like, a, it's
3: it's it's all a cycle. You know, things become. Old, and then they and become so the man, old that they're cool again. And then
2: reality of people doing dumb stuff, like 90 Day Fiancé is one of the top shows on television right now. Yeah. People are addicted to it. Girls are addicted to it. Can't stop watching it. Mm. And it's just it's a total exploitation of people. Yeah. And that's where it's, the TV
3: industry is going. Yeah. That well, shocking off. Yeah, cheap stuff. Yeah. It costs no money to produce. Same with, not... And the same with music. Yeah, exactly. Cheap, one person one. talk singing in front of a bunch of computers playing music. Well,
2: the DJ craze started that.
3: Yeah, definitely. You know, and these DJs
2: get paid. Oh, my favorite is watching hundred
3: thousand dollars of performance. My favorite is like, as someone who knows how a mixer actually operates, watching the DJs. They'll be, like, turning knobs that aren't actually hooked up to anything. <laughs> that They're channel. putting on a show. They're The people are looking at them. They're like, oh, wow, well, look how cool and even, dynamic. Even
2: the Super Bowl halftime, J-Lo's mic was a dead mic. Yeah? It wasn't even turned on. I'm
3: not surprised at all.
2: There was no—you you can zoom in and look at the LED screen. It's blacked out. It's,
3: yeah. It wasn't on. Yeah. It was a dead mic. I'm not surprised. It's all—it's It's. been dubbed for 20 years at least. I mean, where? what was that— uh, there was a controversy. I think it was the halftime show where someone they were dubbed and then cut out, and then you know. Or they
2: kept singing after. Yeah, them or and
3: exposed them as like being dubbed, and yeah, was I was like. Yeah, I
2: think it was. Uh,
3: it was like 20 years ago, or yeah, something. Yeah, I remember it.
2: But now people but, just expect. I think it. it was maybe Christina
3: Aguilera. I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right but she's actually a really good singer though well but when you're dancing around like that you can't sing yeah people understand you can't sound like an album what you do on an album yeah you never see someone dance like that and sing like on stage because you can't dub them when you're in the
2: studio your voice is going through all these effects boxes and all kinds of stuff and it's overdubbed you sing 10 tracks and they put them all together yeah you're not going to sound like that live no and
3: that's the other thing is, yeah, like when people are singing in, in like, physically impossible ways, like yeah. they're harmonizing with themselves. It's like, of course they're dubbed. Humans don't sound like that. No animal
2: no. sounds like that. No. So you got to be in reality with music. Yeah. But yeah, watching some of those old TV shows on Roku that I used to, when I, when I was stayed home sick from school or something, you'd watch, like, Bewitched and all those shows all mm. day. They're terrible.
3: Like, you can't even watch, I can't even watch an episode. Yeah, so much of it is, like, you know, that's charming, because it's like a I look back. I guess when I was a kid it was, but Look it ain't back into anymore. the past, that kind of thing. But a lot of the jokes, yeah, they've been done to death. I or, tried to watch. The timing is just weird because it was all shot live in front of an audience. Yeah. They didn't have, like... The 17 cameras that they nah. could switch between whenever someone, you know, didn't move on their mark right. I tried to watch,
2: the other day I tried to watch a Brady Bunch episode. Brady <laughs> Bunch
3: to, I always found so corny.
2: I tried to watch a Bewitched episode. They're all ter- They're horrible.
3: Yeah. The, the production quality just isn't there for a lot of them. And you know, Like a, you know, Honeymooners, uh, Honeymooners was like shot in live. In one room. It was shot live. <laughs> one, maybe two cameras, I think. They didn't. They didn't like record it. Edit it. Just one. Yeah. So it's like in a room. One room. Yep. Exactly. And when you're shooting a show like that, it's like, what can you even do? That's actually still watchable. Yeah, honeymooners is good. It's actually actually
2: still watchable, man. But the other ones aren't. Yeah. That's one of the few that are. And
3: (coughs) I love uh, Lucy. Pyro is still
2: pretty good, and I, I still like Red Fox's one-liners on Sanford and Son. Yeah, he's got good one-liners, mm-hmm. so I still watch that. Yeah, but, but the other ones are, that I watched as a kid every day, like you watched them every day of your life.
3: Well, Bewitch was part of that whole uh, phenomenon of just like weird crap. Yeah,
0: it's like it's the, off, the, the whole the, top. the whole
3: hook, like you know the Mork and Mindy, oh yeah, it's the Flying Nun, <laughs> that kind of stuff. It's just like, I mean, you know, it's a cool concept, but. It is. It went too goofy at times. It's pretty goofy. Yeah, it is extremely goofy. <laughs> Everything back then was goofy. Twix in
2: her nose and stuff happens. Pretty, yeah. And I dream a genie.
3: I dream a genie. Yeah, that's the other one. Basically the same thing. Horrible honestly. show
2: now too. I can't yeah. watch, unwatchable.
3: I haven't watched TV Land in forever. She looks good. She looked good though. Yeah. But Unwatchable show. Wow. That's how. That's how so much of entertainment is though. It's like you know when you. When you listen to the, like, classic rock, you're listening to the hits back then. You're not listening to the the crap that everyone forgot about after one week. You know, it's still classic rock, technically. It came out in that era. It came up by, you know, a band that was huge. It's funny,
2: too, now that what they consider, like, back when the stuff came out, like, just an example no radio station when they came out for the first 10 years would play ever play Judas Priest no no way too too Gabe much you never played priest when priest was priest they did it 20 years later but they don't now. they play him every day but they would never play them. never they would it, never play Iron Maiden too hard for radio oh yeah that was that was heavy metal man yeah it's Rock and roll stations didn't play heavy metal. No. In fact, Metallica made it with zero airplay.
3: Zero. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They zero airplay band. <clears throat> That's interesting because now a radio station will play literally anything.
2: They won a Grammy and went double platinum with zero airplay. Well. MTV wouldn't even let Metallica on. Wow. Well. MTV wouldn't let Guns N' Roses on. MTV
3: used to not let a lot of people Guns in.
2: Guns N' Roses broke MTV to let other bands in because they said no, 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 no. And then they finally, Guns N' Roses management made a deal that they would play Welcome to the Jungle at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Once.
3: Great time slot. Although, but actually, it worked. honestly. It worked. Kids back then. It yeah, worked. Yeah, kids, they're up late.
2: They played They played Back to the Jungle and the, they say that so many people called in that it broke their board.
3: Well, yeah, you only got so much phone capacity. They said
2: so many people called in and actually smoked the board, mm. and that was the beginning of Guns and Roses. Yeah, and now then MTV took them.
3: That is one thing. It's like yeah, the four a.m. time slot. It's not good, except for like boys aged probably fifteen to twenty-five. Yeah. Yep. that's right who's right. Up right and you then.
2: have to remember that was that was in the heart of the glam metal bands and then you have this band saying you're, gonna, completely you're different. gonna die I'm gonna watch you bleed yeah. and MTV said we can't put that on the yeah. air you're gonna die we're gonna watch you bleed yeah no way well, get out of here yeah. but they did they played it one time and it blew up then that went on rotation yeah and it made the band so
3: we'll be right back we got one more segment left
0: with the family Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Was your New Year's resolution to work out at the gym to lose weight? And now it's almost March and you haven't shed a pound. We'll do what I did. Let the coaches at Ultimate Weight Loss help you lose weight fast. With the help of Ultimate Weight Loss, I lost 41 pounds, another 42 pounds in each of my first two 40-day programs, and I didn't have to exercise. Summer will be here before you know it. So start now, look great, and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with the help of my friends at Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss, powered by Nutrimost. Due to the tremendous success of their clients, they are now opening a Woodbury location. That's on March 2nd. They will then have three locations to serve you, in Plymouth, Edina, and Woodbury. Starting today, live your healthiest life. Schedule an immediate consultation. Call Ultimate Weight Loss, powered by Nutramost 763-333-7337, 763-333-7337, or go to their website, ultimatewl.com. That's ultimatewl.com. I am just a poor boy, though my story's... Who is this?
2: I forget. Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. They still together?
1: That's Did a they good have a, I think
2: they had a falling out. Hmm. We'll have to Google that. I wouldn't doubt it.
3: Out. Let's see. Simon and also Garfunkel. I
2: think maybe they're back together now because <clears throat> they need money. Well. I'm sure Michael Jackson owned their rights, probably.
3: Let's see here. <laughs> he owned
2: everybody else's.
3: Uh No, they haven't been active in a long time hmm. They were active until 1970
2: They're both still alive, right?
3: They did some reunions Most recently, 2007 to 2010
2: They still alive, both of them?
3: Let's see here.
2: That'd be a big key if they're still playing
3: <laughs> They're both still alive <laughs> Oh, I'm surprised They are 78, though That's not that old Not well, for their kind of music Well, no, I suppose, yeah, that
2: kind of thing You can sing folk for the rest of your life That's true I mean, Johnny Cash sang those death
3: yeah, they uh, yeah they split up in nineteen seventy, like when yeah, they no, were really they, big. It's it,
2: no, they had big differences. I'm sure. Yeah, you Now that'd be tough to be in a two man band. Well, yeah, I mean, Sharon's spotlight with, mm-hmm. you know, it makes it harder, I think, than being in a regular band. Well,
3: they did well. They did well. Oh, well, they did
2: well. But you'd figure that money would have to dry up at some point.
3: You would think, but I mean, with Simon and Garfunkel, if you're you know that big, I don't know. You know, you can live off royalties for the rest of your life. Honestly.
2: Yeah, but is, are there is there music generating any money? Is uh, anybody using your music in like movie scores or? I've been watching a series on Showtime. Showtime has a lot of great new series now. Showtime changed their their model. They're, they yeah. kind of went like Netflix, and you got know, a lot of series on Showtime. Um, I just got it cause I got Roku, but I've been watching uh, this series called Billions. It's about stock traders, and they have the best music score on any show ever made. Hmm. <laughs> they play, they play anything from Simon and Garfunkel to Slayer. <laughs> I mean, last night's episode was like Megadeth and they and huh. some Metallica songs. Is it to... a
3: period piece?
2: Nope, nope, modern day. Huh? They play a lot of classic rock and metal on it, though. Well, hey. AC/DC. They must spend a lot of money because. I looked into getting, using Judas Priest, another thing coming. Oh God, don't even try. It was ridiculous. It was like $300,000 for 30 seconds or
3: something. Crazy money. That's how those bands make money, yeah. But
2: they don't own their rights.
3: Well, the studios, yeah, Yeah. I suppose.
2: See, that's, people don't understand. A lot of bands get approached to sell their library of yeah, music. that's true. For licensing.
3: And then so they don't make the royalties anymore. Once you sell
2: your music, you don't get any money from that music. And that's the difference between people like John Bon Jovi, why he's worth $500 million. Yeah, a lot of
3: bands got screwed out of those because royalties early. Because he owns
2: his music. He owns his library. Never
3: sell the rights. Never, Never sell the rights.
2: Like all the bands, that, like all the other bands of the 80s, like Motley Crue, <laughs> and they don't own any of their music. Yeah. Zero. They so, want
3: to buy the rights because they can make more money right. by selling their music and getting royalties. And so the,
2: the Jackson family owns most bands because they bought them off from Sony or acquired them off from Sony uh-huh. through the years. They own. They have the biggest library of music rights to, of anybody in the world.
3: It's going to be interesting in like 80 years when all of that is public domain. Yeah. People, people in the year yeah, it's 2100. What's, it's
2: what's 99 years, right?
3: They keep changing it. Uh, it used to be like life of the author pl- or life of the composer plus 15, and now it's plus well, something it, and else. And you right,
2: there's, there's some attorney who made a career <clears throat> off of dead celebrities, and he somehow has got their rights back for the families. And I know he. This, well, as
3: long as someone is willing to uphold a copyright,
2: he does Elvis, got Marilyn Monroe. Uh, all the big dead people, he yeah. represents their state.
3: Well, for a while there, it was like, you know, if Elvis died after 15 years, it went public domain no matter what because Elvis isn't alive to maintain the copyright on what is his but now the copyright can belong to an estate and as long as the estate holds it right? that's what this lawyer did he started
2: all that but now yep. he's made a huge career he's got like 500 people on his yep. roster oh, and yeah. he
3: makes millions and
2: millions and millions of well, dollars. And the estates
3: make so much money why wouldn't they join yeah. it yeah. They
2: call they call him the attorney for dead celebrities. Mm-hmm. He's like that's what he does. Yes
3: copyright law is extremely complicated and it keeps changing. The... I I got my personal L.A. Nick uh, trademarked,
2: to yeah. copyright it took a long time it's not easy it took it. it took a long time the yeah. process it, it wasn't that difficult but for the government to actually get your stuff back to
3: you well but yeah takes a long time basically what I mean is yeah, yeah. convincing it, it them took to took like a year send a form in less than three months oh it took a year yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it just protects you somebody using your name yeah so yeah you can technically copyright and trademark anything as long as it's not like you know.
2: here's the here's the issues though and I've done I, I'll tell this this story from experience I won't name names, but I trademarked the name to a, to a, a nightclub. Hmm. And somebody else started using it afterwards. And when I went to take them to court to stop using the name, even though at the time I had already opened, they were paying more tax revenue on the name than I was. Oh. And it was the Seminole tribe They had a little lounge in all their hard rock casinos. Mm. They had a little lounge called the same name as I was using. But they had so many of them, their tax revenue was 10 times mine, and the federal government gave it to them and reneged my trademark. So it doesn't even matter. Whoever has the most money wins. That's the
3: lesson I'm going to teach you. (laughs) Well, that's always true. Trademarks, I think, are weaker than copyrights, though. I'm not really sure, but I'm pretty Uh, sure it's... That's basically how it works. You I can think, trademark something, but then it's... I think, once again, though, whoever's
2: paying the most tax revenue will gain the rights to the name through the federal government. Well, I'm
3: sure. So many of the copyrights that are enforced regularly are for gigantic companies like Disney because they right. make so much money for the government that, you know...
2: You know, it's stuff like that. There's so much we don't know, the inside secrets of like that, like did, how much money these, these companies are paying the government and then you got companies like Amazon who's not paying the government anything but they get everything handed to them Mm -hmm. why because they create jobs I don't remember what
3: the justification why are they tax-free it was something weird why is the NFL tax-free they're not anymore. They're not. They actually changed that recently. Thank God. I know the NFL was tax free for a very long time, but I think it's like a couple of years ago. Yeah, they
2: were. They considered themselves a nonprofit organization, yep. which is a bunch of crap. Which is yeah,
3: extremely stupid. They make stupid. billions
2: and billions. They're one of the biggest marketer retailers in the world. Uh,
3: Merchandisers. 2015, they lost their 501c status. Thank God. Uh, which was yeah they were they're not a, non, a non-profit anymore. Cuz no no other sport league was ever a non-profit. Just Well, the they're NFL. not non-profit. That just doesn't Yeah, that's every, not true.
2: No, everybody's making millions of dollars a year. <laughs> but the, the the players always paid taxes, but the owners were Yes, weren't. the teams paid the taxes. League wasn't, the league was. But
3: the league itself never did. Right. But now they do. Good. Well, a lot of people learned about that and were a, a, understandably you're not happy with that because and it's a it's not something you'd ever think like does the NFL pay taxes well of course they do but they actually didn't. no they didn't no for most of their
2: their existence they didn't pay taxes yeah that's
3: and I wonder why I wonder why Amazon still doesn't is it a deal that we made they don't pay the USPS is what it is they paid like normal taxes, I believe, but the USPS they get all that. Like a normal person, if you're trying to ship a package through USPS, you're paying five bucks. They get it for they nothing. get it for free. Is it I, free? I don't like, think totally they, free? I don't think they pay anything to the USPS. Wow. And I think it's because they make so much in sales tax that they made a deal with the government saying, you know, if you give us free shipping, then we can make even more on sales tax. But and could that could be right, but how, isn't that going to break
2: USPS? And make them go bankrupt?
3: They seem to be handling it pretty well. And they also, they use a lot of, sometimes it's USPS, sometimes it's the other two. No,
2: US, think about it. United States Postal Service is pretty friggin' amazing. Actually, the whole World Postal Service is pretty amazing. Yeah,
3: I don't know how they, I don't know how someone makes money shipping, like, a bunch of $5 little tchotchkes (laughs) on a boat that gets... (laughs) Fifty mile for fifty gallons to the mile across <laughs> I don't, the entire I don't world. Get it either, man. It's like how is anyone even the amount of gas you're paying for alone has to be hundreds of thousands of dollars, and yet you know you're shipping a bunch of snow globes that are worth three Actually, bucks. Actually,
2: it's not that much to to get a container on a ship from China.
3: No, it's not. It's
2: not. It's like twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. So you just have to pack that container. It's true.
3: And they do have algorithms specifically designed. So, well, that's why packaging is often so bizarre. It's because you know you make the packaging one cubic inch smaller, and you're fitting you know another well, 40, 50 things in that shipping container.
2: Most packed stuff that you just me shipping stuff to people, packing materials cost more than what you're putting in the box. That's true. <laughs>
3: so I always got to keep those newspapers. Bubble
2: wrap's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. If
3: you get a package that has like those nice, those like airbags in it, oh, keep those airbags. Yeah. I
2: save them all. Because yeah. I, I, I sell a lot of stuff on eBay and, you know, buying things with bubble wrap is ridiculous.
3: Yep. It costs more than what you're selling. The only good place i found bubble wrap for cheap is Home Depot. They sell giant wheels of it for not that but much.
2: But you have to watch. But it's not There's great. some stuff from China that's garbage. Well, yeah, You just of course. touch it and the air comes out of it. Yeah, of that course. That green stuff. And I think they sell it at Home Depot. Mm,
3: yeah, it's well,
2: not any good. Well, everyone's tra- always trying to cut costs. Yeah. And the peanuts are a big pain in the neck because they mess you all up. So
3: I've, I haven't <laughs> seen anyone use peanuts in forever. I still get packages of peanuts. Yeah, yeah. I remember packing peanuts very well. And but- you know, people don't know this a lot. People don't know what media
2: mail is. So if you're sending, even this, if you're selling, sending, if you have a box, a, a record collection at your parents' house. They can
3: ship you that record collections for almost nothing. Just if it's media? Records or media. So media mail, and if specifically objects that count as media are cheaper than... No, it's ridiculously cheap. Wow. I just sent a reel-to-reel
2: tape, like an old reel-to-reel tape yeah. of Jimi Hendrix Live, and I sent that to California, mm-hmm. and it literally cost me, I think, 99 cents. That's pretty cheap. Because it was media mail. I wonder Why? Media Mouse cheap. But, like, what does that, like, It's some law that went back on the books. Oh. From a long time ago. They haven't changed it. has it. to
3: make the shipping of media. But it has. It's probably to, like a freedom of information kind of thing. And it
2: has to be media. They check, too. I'm sure they do. They didn't check that real. It was already in the box and they didn't check. But. I'm sure they do random checks. But you can send a whole box of albums hmm. for nothing, for very cheap, for little, little or nothing. It's interesting. Yep, yeah, albums, books. Anything that's media,
1: hmm.
2: anything with information, you can send. Very inexpensive. As long as they
3: weigh less than 70 pounds. Yeah. That's a lot of pounds. It is. But medium, Unless it's books. Media mail is very cheap. Media mail is based on weight and size. Hmm. Well, look at that. That's interesting. You never know about these kind of things. No, that's why I would tell people if I had record
2: collections I wanted for so long, and I'm like, oh, I ain't going to pay to ship all that. It's heavy but it's not expensive because it's media any wow. recording is considered media
3: well look at that yeah they got a list of things books recordings scripts printed music uh, loose leaf pages and binders consisting of medical information so this has to be a freedom of information kind of thing
2: yeah but it costs little or nothing
3: <clears throat> well hey maybe we should tell some of the people who send us books because we always get it like first class yeah, media mail is cheap. A lot of people don't know about it. Don't know it exists. I didn't know it existed. A lot of people don't.
2: Well, look at that. That's why I'm...
3: Saving our <laughs> listeners money Yeah. if I, they send books to people. I
2: learned it through Nancy. She's, cause she sends pictures and yeah, people all go. over the world, and it's media mail, so mm. it costs nothing. And I'm like, how'd you get that that cheap? Because it's media
3: mail. Mm. And I'm like, what's media mail? <laughs> when I was a teenager, I used to send things like FedEx. Shouldn't have done that. No, they're expensive. They're very expensive. I would sell things, and I'd be like, how are people making money? So I
2: I figured out the whole shipping thing. So large things, the U.S. Postal Service will crush you. Yeah? It's expensive. UPS is good for heavy stuff, like something that weighs 80 pounds. Hmm. You want to go to UPS. It's still going to cost you 120 yeah, but the post office would be $300. They don't like heavy stuff
3: suppose that makes sense.
2: Like, I send motorcycle engines to people. I go to UPS. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pretty,
3: pretty well over 80 pounds, I'd say.
2: Yeah. The postal service actually won't take stuff over a certain weight. I think it's one, maybe 110. Hmm. They won't even take it. Interesting. But UPS will.
3: And then so, FedEx is for if you want to pay
2: $1,000. I don't know what FedEx is. I don't I don't, I don't either. I, every time I ever got a quote from
3: them, I'm like, <laughs> what planet are you on? <laughs> the good the nice thing about them is that they've got like kinko's yes but that's for shipping i don't know i was
2: surprised that kinko's went under it was always packed well especially the ones in la and new york man where the entertainment world is you go they were 24 7 they were packed all night yeah people in there making their projects well, fedex
3: probably they, they said we'll give you 500 million dollars and absorb you and they were like you know sure. that i
2: still can't believe that second wind the guy who sold used exercise equipment. I know. Sold that company
3: for a billion dollars. A billion. Like, I would have never thought. Like, even if you said, I got a warehouse full of used exercise equipment want to start a business, I'd say, no, that's a stupid idea. A
2: billion dollars he got for that. But, yeah, you never know. Nancy just took his picture. He won CEO of the year. Yeah? For his new company. It's he used something else. Oh, he yeah. Used. He
3: started a. I think he used furniture. Some Dick Enrico or something? Yeah, Dick Enrico, yeah. Dick Enrico. Nice guy, though. There he is. Let's see. He started... He tried to do a second shade patio furniture. Yeah,
2: patio furniture. But that
3: didn't work. Just go. Well, he's so. got something. He just got CEO of the year. So, let's see. Shady Deal Depot liquidation store. <laughs> that doesn't even sound good. All right. Yeah, I heard about that. Shady Deal Depot? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, look at that. Yeah, you know, he's... He started Second Wind with $15,000, and the patio thing cost him millions. So you never really know. Nope. He has had nearly 25 businesses, and a lot of them failed. But
0: yeah. that's how it is. you know. Well, he made if,
3: a billion dollars. But, yeah, once you just have to have that one really make it, and you're good. Yeah, like Mike Lindell, my pillow. That's true. He had one, made it. <laughs> he sure did. He's doing pretty well for himself. Uh, yeah. We're out of time. It's time to go. All right.
2: See you guys. We
3: probably won't be on tomorrow. I'm going to try to see if some people want to come in. But Doug's, I know he's not in. He's somewhere. I don't know where he is, honestly. Kansas but. City or something? Yeah, maybe. Doesn't he go to Kansas City? He travels a lot yeah. for Walzer, Walzer Automotive. Walzer, Walzer <laughs> Automotive Group, walser.com. Um, yeah, we might not be on tomorrow. I don't know. I'll, uh, we'll announce it on social media if we are going to be on. Yep. But just assume not. Otherwise, we'll see you on Monday. See you guys.